Welcome to the Flick 66 2020 Oscar Preview Special. I am your host, Dr. Thomas Parm, Executive Director of Screenwriting here at Azusa Pacific University. Joining me via Skype is... Ryan Isaac, Adjunct Professor of uh, Screen Studies. <laughs> I think he meant to say Adjunct Professor of Screen Studies. And with me in studio, i.e. my office, is... Uh, it's Aaron Linneman, back again. Doing his best <laughs> Chewbacca imitation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're expecting to have a slow weekend this weekend because of Super Bowl 54. Last weekend, Bad Boys for Life is still going strong. Who knew that dusting off that old Martin Martin Lawrence, uh, Will Smith, I haven't had a hit, a hit in a while franchise would prove to be box office I'm, gold. I'm rooting for this movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm rooting for it only because... I listened to another podcast, and one of the guys for years, his favorite movie has been Bad Boys 2, and he keeps saying, like, he kept saying Bad Boys for Life is going to be a successful movie. People doubted him, and it's doing pretty good, and I wanted to stay strong for, like, a week or two more, just just for uh, Josh McCuga's sake. Well, I don't think it'll... I, I think it'll hold on for a third week, and I don't think it'll be... I don't think it'll beat Birds of Prey because, you know, shiny yeah. new object at box office with hot, uh, with sorry, with very attractive female leads <laughs> and a female action director. So, yeah. by the way, speaking They're of birds, what was that, Ryan? This week again, though, it doesn't have much competition this week. Yeah, they, they tend not but to keep your expectations. They tend not to have big movies open Super Bowl weekend because they figure everybody's going to be going to parties and eating and watching commercials. Yeah. Um, uh, not a lot of uh, news on either the TV or the film front. A little bit, though. Uh, Amazon is developing an Alex Cross series, and he has been played initially by Morgan Freeman for Paramount and then more recently by Tyler Perry for Paramount. Uh, Maya Rudolph and Natasha Leon are partnering for an animated series, The Hospital, at Apple TV Plus, my least favorite streaming service. <laughs> I don't even have Peacock yet, but I'll put it above Apple TV Plus. At least it's free. <laughs> at least it's free at the entry level. Uh, Rose Burns' aerobics dramedy Physical is nearing a series order, as is Scott Z. Burns' Climate Change Anthology series. Uh, CBS All Access, uh, Star Trek Picard, uh premiered last week and Patrick Sir Patrick Stewart went on ABC's The View and surprised host Whoopi Goldberg by inviting her to join season two which is uh, apropos because she joined season two of Star Trek The Next Generation back in the late 80s. FX has cast Billy Eichner to play Matt Drudge for American Crime Story Impeachment. Uh, that's pretty good casting actually. Uh, HBO Max has greenlit an animated British uh, series about the royal family, a satire called The Prince. Hulu has announced that their Howard the Duck and Tigra and Dazzler animated series are dead, and they renewed Wu-Tang and American Saga, as well as Dollface, each for season two. At NBC Uni, they have poached Julie Pleck from Warner Brothers for exclusive television. Julie Pleck currently has... Um, she's got Roswell, New Mexico, which is the reboot of Roswell, and then she also has Legacies, which is the spinoff of Vampire Diaries slash The Originals. So she's been kind of uh, the the CW's it girl for these young teen or these sorry YA supernatural dramas. Uh, NBC Uni also ordered Days of Our Lives for season fifty six. Which is a relief for the peop for the cast and crew because uh, a couple months ago they shocked everybody by taking the entire cast off contract, which was not a good sign. Uh, Netflix has announced that The Crown will end with season five and Imelda Staunton will play Queen Elizabeth II. Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to make his feature directorial debut with Tick, Tick, Boom, starring Joshua Henry, Judith Light, and Bradley Whitford. And Showtime has announced that Johnny Flynn will join Andrew Scott in Ripley season one, and that's based on the High, uh, Patricia Highsmith book series. Uh, the the most prominent movie of which is the talented Mr. Ripley with Matt Damon, Jude Law, and Gwyneth Paltrow. 
who, boy, she's getting more cray-cray every day, it seems. Yeah. And I'll just stop there, because I don't think we can talk about her latest stunt. Look up the Gwyneth Paltrow Clint candle, Clint. and we'll stop yeah, there. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> and finally, film news. Disney has announced that Bambi is next for the live-action remake. Yeah, I I heard, uh, I heard from other, because I listened to, to stuff. That uh, some people are excited to see how they deal with uh, Bambi's mom <laughs> in the live action. <laughs> are these going to be photorealistic? Uh, Probably. Uh, and I, then uh, Robert Zemeckis, I think, is actually confirmed for the Pinocchio. For Pinocchio. Yeah. yeah, I heard about that. Which makes sense because he's always been fascinated with the whole creepy looking CGI people thing. Yeah. <laughs> they look like puppets. Yeah. It, uh, hopefully it's not. Uh, hopefully he, he pulls another like. He's 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 up in the air with with stuff. Hopefully, it's one of his more better films and not Welcome to Morrowind. Oh, did you see that? No. Did anybody I, see that? No. Ryan, did you see that? Which one? Welcome to Marwin. The thing with Steve Carell is like the. Oh, yes. yes, I did. Was it yes, any good? It was atrocious. It was atrocious. Oh, no, it was so bad. Oh no! It was, it was just uncomfortable. Just the the character. There was some awkward like behavior things that were very hard to get past um that it were taken from real life but you got to a certain point where you're like why are we focusing on these characters this is somewhat more demented than i expected from the romantic comedy trailer that you got huh. it wasn't that interesting um priyanka chopra jonas as in nick jonas's wife i.e the former star of that in uh abc show it was an fbi set show oh quantico uh, she is in nego- final negotiations to join the cast of Matrix 4. You didn't want it, but we're still going to make it. <laughs> I don't trust the Wachowskis anymore. They'd ha- they haven't made a, yeah. a great film in a while. And finally, in the couldn't happen to a nicer guy department, Jordan Belfort, a.k.a. the real Wolf of Wall Street, claims he was scammed by the film's producers and is suing them for $300 billion. Hey. Yeah. Good luck with that, dude. New movie. New movie. Wolf of Wall Street Part 2. Yeah. Maybe it's all a setup Maybe. so they can make a sequel. Maybe. I wonder who... Did Will, Will Scorsese play himself? <laughs> <laughs> no, I could see, like... Uh, I don't know. Martin Short or somebody like that. Scorsese. <laughs> that would be funny, though. Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead to our feature story. Uh, the Oscars are... Two Sundays from now, on February 9th, the week after Groundhog Day. So we're going to go ahead and have our uh, Oscar... This is our Oscar preview special, or prediction special. Uh, We're not going to do every category, because ain't nobody got time for that. But we're going to do the major categories. So let's start with adapted screenplay. Um, Ryan, why don't you go first? Who, Who do you think should win, and who do you think will win? Adapted screenplay, uh, honestly, I don't know what will win. I, I haven't been paying attention to the buzz. If I were to pick among these, I, I would probably go with The Irishman. Uh, as long as Joker doesn't win, though, I think I'd be okay. Although I see the two pokes being an extreme long shot. I don't, well, I'll, I'll tag in Ryan. Um, I mean, not Ryan, Aaron. I'm... Currently stalling real quick because I forget some of the nominees. Okay, I'll just say I really should win Jojo Rabbit because it's as an adaptation. I mean, he actually did a lot of work, but the core story, I'll try not to spoil it. The core story of the book is in the film, but what he added to it, Hitler as the imaginary friend is not from the book. And also the satirical uh, tone is not from the book. And I just think, because I don't think the Academy has the cojones to give JoJo best picture, I think that this is the category he should win for. Will win? I think that there might be some momentum for Little Women just because... my choice. Because of the Greta Gerwig being stiff for best director... Don't get me wrong, it's my second choice for adapted screenplay. My 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 biggest concern with that as an adaptation is it really depends on you knowing the story. If you don't know the story, especially that first 
the first chunk of the movie with with the time jumps back and forth, you're probably going to be confused. And how old the actresses are. And, yeah, yeah. So, but I don't get me wrong though. I I like a lot of what she did with that screenplay, but I would just, for me personally, I will give the edge to JoJo. But um, I think that Greta Gerwig could win just because of. Uh, yeah, if I'm a, if I'm a betting man, I put I put it on Little Women. I think I think that if if it's gonna win anything, it would it would win adapted screenplay. If it wins for Joker, oh, gonna... <laughs> it's, a, it's the best ripoff of two Scorsese films. <laughs> uh, that would be a travesty if Joker got that. I don't. I don't think they have a chance, really. Um, original screenplay. I'll start with Aaron. That, that one's a hard one. I was just looking at them. I'll tell you. I can narrow the one that I really hope doesn't win, and it's a good movie, but I think it's the weakest original screenplay. Is nineteen seventeen. Uh, I just think the story's kind of weak there. I think uh, I if I had to choose, this is really tough. Oh man, there's it's. I don't think Parasite. I don't know if Parasite would get it. Maybe, but I think it's between Marriage Story. I, I probably I probably put it on Marriage Story. I um hmm. For Writers Guild, I voted for Knives Out over Marriage Story, and here's why. Marriage Story, don't get me wrong, it's it's very well written and the performances are amazing. Or rather, the performances are solid. I think Laura Dern's a little bit overpraised, but we'll get there. Um, but it's based on real-life things, and that's the... You know, it's very great observations, very well-constructed, very well-written. But the thing about Knives Out, that I why I ended up going with that is... It's a slight deconstruction of an Agatha Christie type mystery. It's not about the mystery either. It's about the characters, but the little nod to class warfare. I thought it was really interesting and subtle. You know, uh, Parasite, not not so subtle. And 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 again, I liked Parasite. But one of the things that people, some people, have issues with is once. They turn on the people who, you know, the, the former housekeeper, who weren't bad people, but once they start going on people basically in their own class, that's kind of like a party, you know, technical foul. Yeah. So, and um, I really think that Parasite, we're not talking about this as a category, I think it's a lock for best foreign language film. Oh, that's what I, happened with Roma. Yeah, I don't think that they will give it best picture, even though it did win the SAG Award, but still, I think that's an outlier. Yeah, I because, because, you know the Academy usually thinks, hey, we gave it best foreign film. We'll let it, you know, we'll let an English language film get best picture. Yeah. So, and I, I, I definitely agree with um, Aaron about as much as I love 1917, its strength is in the direction and the cinematography. Yeah, the story, it's it's not a bad story, but there's not that much to it. No. What about you, Ryan? Honestly, I, for me, think that there are only two, if for my opinion, there are only two films that I would pick, and that's Parasite and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I don't know that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will get it, because I honestly think it has a shot at Best Picture. will get there, but it's gotten screenplay, got a, a, a commendation, or, you know, uh, accolades in the past. They might not give it to him this time. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Parasite has a shot. And I sort of disagree with you about the personal foul because I think that's kind of the point of the film is that it's class is a, a king of the hill situation. That Once they get a little bit of that, that they're willing to turn on whoever's below them, just like the people at the top will turn on everyone below them. And that's sort of what the commentary of the film is. Interesting. That's, that's my opinion anyway. Interesting. Cool. Uh, I agree though with you guys. I love 1917. I would not mind it at all, though it is the safer choice for that to win Best Picture. Again, I'm getting off track. Apologies. Um, but I don't think it deserves screenplay. And I also agree that Marriage Story, the strength is in the acting and maybe even the directing. But I don't think that it's even his strongest screenplay. And I I can think of other films about marriage that, that have digging more 
in dialogue uh, to those issues. Whereas this one, like I said, I just really felt for the characters, and that's why I think that the film is good. Yeah. And Knives Out, I but I I don't I I don't feel the same kind of praiseworthy attention is deserved towards it. That's just my own personal opinion. Um, but yeah, what will win? I think honestly, I put my money on Parasite. As weird as that sounds. Huh. Interesting. Best supporting actress. I'll start here. I'm sorry. For me, should win. I'm all about ScarJo. That performance is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And I, I've gotten to see the movie twice on the big screen yet. What's funny is I finally got screeners again this year uh, because uh, Writers Guild uh, changed changed the policy so past current members, that means we haven't sold anything in a while, can now vote. So I've got all these screeners and I've been to more screenings and and I've got uh, a list, so I, I I like to watch movies on the big big screen. So I haven't watched. I think the only things I've watched on the small screen have been some of the Netflix stuff. But ScarJo, wow! And uh, Taika at the talkback of sec my second time seeing JoJo talked about, you know that she, you know how working with her was just so rewarding for him and the rest of the cast. So. I think she should win, but man, everybody's digging on Laura Dern for Marriage Story. I don't, you know, I, she won all those awards before I actually saw the movie. I saw the movie, and again, I like the movie quite a bit, and ScarJo's great in that too. But I just don't think that um, Laura Dern's performance is she's she's a tough female divorce lawyer. Okay. I, I, think, I think that it fits Laura Dern well. Because I've seen Laura Dern in other movies, and I just don't think the, like her dialect and stuff fits well. I uh, Star Wars. I just feel like she's really out of place. Like her presence just feels out of place in Star Wars. In Star Wars, but how'd you like her in Little Women? I liked her more in Little Women. I it's the way she talks. It's kind of like this, like and like no offense to her, but it's just kind of her dialect and kind of her diction. Yeah. It, it just doesn't it comes across more modern so it's harder uh, for me to like okay to like uh it throws me off a little bit gotcha. especially like in star wars and a little bit in little women she was a lot better in little women as marmy yeah uh that's why i mean honestly if i had to choose i would i would go with laura dern because i think would. it fits i think it fits her so well and it's just like such a perfect match for the role that i can see why a lot of people are saying that she that was really a sweet moment at the Golden Globes because her dad was there too. Yeah, which is cool. So, how about you, Rye? Well, to immediately go off of Aaron's point, I would say that that's evidence that we need uh, uh, an award for casting director, and that Marriage Story needs to get that award, not Laura Dern. Because <laughs> I agree with you, Tom. I agree with both of you that Laura Dern was perfect for the role, but that she didn't really have to stretch that much. Uh -uh. That there wasn't very much range in that role. And, and the other ones up for contention. I honestly, I'm not, I, I'm not as crazy about Jojo Rabbit as you guys are. I, I think maybe for me, there was just, it felt a little bit like Wes Anderson making life as beautiful. I enjoyed it, but it didn't feel as original as I had hoped for, from the concept. Um, but I did like her performance. I definitely would rather her get it than Laura Dern, but I, I, I personally would give it to Margot Robbie because I think that she was, the only thing about that film that I actually gravitated towards her, Bob, her performance. Yeah. Bombshell. Her scene with uh, yeah, Roger Ailes is, it's just gut wrenching. Wow. She does a really good job in that that scene. It's and another possible dark horse would be Florence Pugh for Little Women, because if you know that story, yeah, and there have been so many previous versions and their stage versions, etc. But Amy is a biz match. And between the adaptation and the performance, you love Amy. And most versions, you hate her. So, yeah. and, and, and a lot of that's it's, it, it's due to Florence Pugh and due a lot to Greta Gerwig. Yeah. My mom actually didn't like Florence Pugh in that. Oh, really? my mom, Interesting. She, she did not like, she didn't, she doesn't know. She's like, I did not like the girl who played Amy. She's like, I can tell she's a good actress, but I didn't think she was a good fit. Well, she'll be in Black Widow next. So. Yeah. And I bet she signed a multi-year contract oh, for, the, for MCU. Uh, Ryan, how about Best Supporting Actor? Uh, 
Um, you know, that's a weird one for me because I, I would give it to Joe Pesci um, just because I, I thought that it was really nice to see him back. And I think that, you know, uh, career's worth of roles, but this one was just a nice, I don't know, maybe I'm just being nostalgic. I liked his performance. Even though I think Al Pacino has a better shot, I think he did a better job. Um, yeah, if I were if I were to choose, I'd say uh, I would give it to him of those two for the Irishman for sure. I think that Brad Pitt probably has the best shot right now, uh, which I wouldn't mind. I think he's definitely the best performance of that film. There's a lot I like about that film in terms of acting. He, he was my favorite. Did Anthony you... Hopkins just shouldn't be in this category because he was a co-star, not a supporting. Uh, but yeah, and, and Tom Hanks, yeah, he was good. I liked him. I don't see him getting in it. I think I thought I think it's funny that a lot of people didn't realize that Tom Hanks was not the lead of that movie. Yeah, and it's it's always refreshing when somebody of his magnitude is actually in the right category. And also, like speaking of the Lord during thing, it, I I loved it was so funny the shade Brad Pitt threw at Angelina Jolie and just what he said about you know uh, it was really hard for him to uh, play this role. Uh, he said something about like a. Uh, taking off my shirt, smoking weed, and uh, something about like not having a good relationship with, with his my wife. wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. The shade, the shade. <laughs> Is that your choice too? Um, I think who gives the best performance? I have to agree with Ryan. Is in some sense, I uh, what he said about Al Pacino. Out of the things I saw, I thought Al Pacino probably like. I haven't seen him like that before, and he did such a good job with that kind of like. For me, I haven't seen him in. I haven't seen all of his movies, so I haven't seen him in a very tender type role. I mean, he's not tender like in like, like a very. We're talking about Irishman, right? Irishman, yeah. <laughs> There's just some moments where he seems tender, especially with like the daughter and stuff like that. <clears throat> I don't really see him, and I thought he did a great job with that. Uh, and and. I, I always uh, I can't say it on this podcast, but I always quote something he says in the Irishman that's really, yeah. really funny. So I, I would, my choice, like if I had to choose, I'd probably go with Al Pacino. But you agree with the uh, will win Brad? I think Brad will win. Yeah, I'm gonna buck buck the trend of my comrades. I'm gonna say should win will win Brad. Irishman hit me cold, man, and Pacino's performance is actually pretty good. Because he is not playing kind of a stereotypical role. But, man, I think that script has some serious problems. It's just... Aside from the length, I just think the structure, you know, cut down the bloat. Because it didn't work for me. I'll just just end it up there. So, but I do agree that Pesci... I mean, it's always good to see Pesci. Yeah. But Brad's performance, one, Brad had a really good year. Between this and Ad Astra. And Ad Astra is a very divisive movie. The critics loved it. Audiences hated it. And some people just hate the movie. Did you ever see it? I still haven't seen it. I love I, Ad Astra. I want to find a 4K disc to, to, to borrow or rent. Because I want to watch it in 4K. Because mm. of the visuals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I know a guy. You know a guy? <laughs> I know yeah, a guy. But, um, but between that and between between uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sometimes you forget that some of our movie stars are really good actors. Tom Cruise is a movie star who can act, but doesn't uh, doesn't often choose projects that push him. And this year, Brad chose two completely different projects. One that's kind of a, a more showy role, one that's a more insular role, and he just nailed the heck out of both of them. But once upon a time in Hollywood, I mean, and this is a category shopping thing. It's a co-lead. Let's not fool ourselves. Yeah. It's a co-lead. But um, because the studio wanted Leo to and be then, up for best actor, I they think, put Brad for best supporting, I knowing think, that he got a good chance of winning. I think he shines in the, uh, is it Bruce Lee? The Bruce Lee scene. And in and the very end, which a lot of people apparently hated the end of the third act. I have issues with the third act. It, it, we won't spoil it for those I know. of you who have. I love the re- I love the release though. It's just like everybody in my theater went crazy at the you know when the stuff goes down. Yeah, I I just 
Yeah, I I will stop there. I still have issues with the third act. However, comma it is probably my favorite Tarantino film. Second, second only to the Sam Jackson parts of Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, what were you gonna say, Ryan? Uh, I was just say I, I I I get the the criticism or the problem people have with the third act, but but I also kind of am surprised that no one was expecting it because there's a precedent both in his film. And in other films with the Once Upon a Time title, that mm-hmm. if you just know, like, Inglorious Bastards, what he was originally going to title, or what the first chapter of the film is titled, The Once Upon a Time in Nazi Occupied France, and The Once Upon a Time uh, uh, in uh, China Changes that were made, and Once Upon a Time in, uh, uh, or sorry, not Once Upon a Time in the West, but The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which is directed by Sergio Leone, that did Once Upon a Time in the West, and also Once Upon a Time in America. I could go on. Yeah, I I, 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 I I acknowledge that, and maybe if we ever have a, a a podcast where we talk about controversial endings and whatnot, and we have spoilers, but the movie's still fresh enough, I don't want to go there, but I acknowledge that, but still, there are some differences in terms of time periods and people's, you know, the majority of principles, whether they are living in, or dead things, so... I. Uh... I just hope that when they do the Bounty Lot episodes, that whenever there's any stunts needed, that Brad Pitt will actually do the stunts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to Best Actress. Um, you want to start this one? Um, Sure. I think that Scarlett Johansson has the best shot at this. If I'm remembering correctly of all who the nominees are uh seriously for marriage story for marriage story i think it i don't i don't know i think either adam driver or uh scarlett johansson one of the two of them is gonna win i just have this feeling in my gut i'm trying to think of who else was nominated for best actress uh shersha was i think she's great but i don't think she's gonna win uh, the woman who played Harriet, I think that's a long shot. I haven't seen it, though. Oh. I, the performance is fine. The script is terrible. So, what I think why she won't win is I don't think a lot of people are watching the movie. Like, I, I just think that um, some people just, like, skip that one. And so it might not get as many votes. I haven't seen it yet. So I can't really base off of any... Anything else? Uh, who else is nominated for best? Uh, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Renee Zellweger for Judy, Cynthia Erivo, oh. Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan, Little Women. Yeah, I was I was saying this earlier, and uh, me and Ryan talked about this. I do not think that Charlotte Charlize Charlize should win. At, at yeah. For, I think I, I the whole time I was distracted by her her Megyn Kelly impression. Um, I think what Ryan said is he thinks that what why she's nominated is because of the makeup because she looks so much like Megan Kelly, and I totally agree. And uh, you know what? I changed that. I forgot that. I forgot that. Um, I would choose Scarlett Johansson because that's like the best I've seen out of the out of the movies I watch. I've not seen Judy. But Renee Zellweger has gotten pretty much everything. Pretty much everything. So I wouldn't be surprised if she won. How about you, Ryan? What do you think? I think this is an easy one. Renee Zellweger, Zellweger should and will win. Um, I have seen Judy, and the only point to see in that movie is the performance, and the performance is phenomenal. There's no one else that even comes close. It's been like this other years where it's like, all right, Brie Larson's going to win for Room. There is no other option. This year, I see it being that. Charlie's Theron, what I did tell you, Aaron, was I feel like that performance is one slight exaggeration away from being a Saturday Night Live performance. Yikes. It's, it's barely a performance. It's an imitation bordering on parody. Scarlett Johansson, while I liked her in the film, I think that she has a better shot at JoJo Rabbit because – it turns into Adam Driver's film in the second half and you lose relatability with her character. And I think that hurts her chances. Um, I haven't seen Harriet. I have it. I haven't even taken the time. So yeah, I, I honestly think that there's no other option other than Renee Zellweger. And I put money on that. I, w- I would, 
I would agree. I've only seen Marriage Story and Little Women out of the categories, so yeah, I can't base anything else off that. And Bombshell. Oh, and Bombshell, but that, yeah, exactly what Ryan said. I, I don't know why she got nominated. <laughs> yeah, the only one I haven't seen is is Judy, mainly because the reviews the, the reviews said the movie's eh, but her performance is amazing. Um, so I think that that's definitely the will win because you know she's winning everything for it. Um, boy, I'm torn. I you know I love ScarJo, but. The interesting thing is when act, this is one of the rare times when, when an actor is nominated in supporting and lead category, and a lot of times when that happens, you win neither. Which that happened to uh, that happened to Sigourney Weaver back in late eighties, like eighty eight or eighty nine, for Girl Is in the Mist and Working Girl. She was nominated for supporting and working girl comedy and lead for Girl Is in the Mist drama, and went home empty handed. But um, I. I, I can't really judge because I haven't seen Judy, and I agree with what Ryan said about um, about ScarJo in Marriage Story that the second half really does become more. I think it is a very it more of of Adam Driver's movie than hers. I mean, she didn't get to sing a song. Well, she got to sing a. She, she did. To, she got to sing a duet. I think he got to sing a solo. She's <laughs> just really good. She is. Soft. She's got a really strong performance when she's like talking to Laura Dern. What's what's interesting is both of them had great years. I mean, both of them had their mega tentpole movie, you know, Endgame for her, Star Wars for him. Both of them had this movie, and then she had JoJo, and he, he had the report. the report, which like nobody but me saw evidently. I hear it's good. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, what I thought was interesting is Saoirse Ronan has never really. I haven't disliked her, but she hasn't blown me away, and I thought she was really strong in Little Women. Yeah. I so, do. but I don't think there's any, you know, like like Ryan said, you know, I'm not a betting man. She but... already won an Oscar too, right, for Brooklyn? Did she win that one? Did she win for Brooklyn? I'm not sure. I can't remember. But um, really, this is Renee Zellweger's year for Judy. And finally, we have Best Actor. Should I start again? Yeah, why don't you start again? I'm saying this out of spite. I hope Jonathan Price wins. Because <laughs> there is no way that Adam Sandler got snubbed to Jonathan Price if he doesn't have an Oscar-winning performance. I have not seen Two Popes, but that's just like the this this the pessimist in me. If from what I've seen for Best Actor, uh dang. It's it's him, Leo. Adam Driver. Joaquin. Joaquin. Oh, Joaquin's going to win. That's just like, without a doubt, like, I I would bet money on Joaquin. Uh, the only other person I could see is Adam Driver getting that chances. Or, I don't know, people like, like I mean, he's lost so many times. Uh, I'm, I guarantee him. Joaquin? No, uh, Leo. Oh, Leo? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't. I can't see Leo winning this. Uh, I can see Joaquin, like, I'm like 99% sure Joaquin's going to win. The, the the half percent is for Adam Driver and then the other half is <laughs> the other other nominees. I'm, um, I'll go next. I really, I haven't seen Two Popes yet. I, I will before Oscar night. But I think a lot of people were surprised that Jonathan Price was nominated. And I guess this is like the power of Netflix because when you send screeners to everybody and all the guilds and the i don't know if the academy still has rules about that but the guilds don't and uh you know a movie that really hardly anybody saw but um adam driver's performance is exceptional yeah especially at the end but the problem is men don't usually get rewarded for playing touchy-feely men get rewarded for chewing scenery for you know, being over the top, <laughs> for doing exactly what Joaquin Phoenix does in Joker, a movie I loathe with the passion of a billion supernovae. But again, he's winning every major award for Joker, and with any luck, this will be the only major category it wins. In although 
they've got a shot in uh, score. They won in score. They won in score. And their score is really good. It's a good score. But and that she won for no, she won for Chernobyl. She, that was TV for the Golden Globe. I think. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. For, didn't, she, didn't she win for score for Joker too? Maybe, maybe for both. I did, I remember she I, won I for Chernobyl. I can't remember. Anyway, excuse me. So, as much as I dislike the movie, Joaquin Phoenix has has the vast momentum on his side. Yeah. And, 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 and th- well, we'll talk about this when we get to Best Picture. Our rankings of Best Picture. Uh, Rye? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix will win. Adam Driver should win. Okay, so you're I like me. as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're with me. Did you, is that yeah, what you, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I it's, think Adam it's, Driver um, should win. He's my favorite performance. Yeah, he's... Career. Did you see his SNL, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> he's so he's so good on SNL. Even his promo was hilarious. Well, the the opening monologue thing. He, yeah, he he committed. I mean, he's good. He's a good. He's he's, he's good. one of my favorite hosts. He he's he's gotten. I think he's like in in one of the top rated skits of the last decade was when he played the old guy. They actually the made they actually made his character from the first SNL like Star Wars canon. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so the 29 best picture nominees are this is an alphabetical order and then each of us will get a chance to rank them from from 9 backwards through 1. So, in alphabetical order 1917, Ford v Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Knives Out, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And Ryan, why don't you go first? Uh, I haven't seen Little Women, so I have to separate that from the bunch right okay. off the bat just to be fair. Um, but if I were to do that, I would say and this might upset you a little I'm I'm ready. At the bottom, and then immediately after that, Joker. So what was at the bottom? Joker, we we missed you on that. Yeah. What What do you have at the bottom, I Jojo? Think... No, I Ford v Ferrari at the bottom. Oh, that doesn't upset that that doesn't upset me. No, but it's I I put Joker higher than that. So you know, <laughs> I'm sorry to say that I don't hate Joker the most. Is is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, but you're not a comic um, book nerd like I am. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, then I would put Jojo Rabbit because, like I said, for me, it just it just brought back to mind too much of Life is Beautiful and a few of the moments I just saw coming. They were just a little bit too predictable, too contrived in a way, I don't want to say. I know, like, maybe it's just that I've seen too many um, uh, Holocaust-era... Uh, just... You know, I felt tinges of the boy in the striped pajamas and uh, uh, what was it, the uh, the book thief. And, you know, there was just there's just been a lot of those. And though I appreciated the humor added and the satire added, I also felt like that wasn't also as original as I kind of had hoped and have seen in some of his other projects. Um, So, yeah, that's why that's a little lower down for me. Then I would say Marriage Story. Uh, no, actually, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd say Marriage Story because that's more for me performances than anything else. And, and uh, there's just too many other, too many other falling apart relationship, marriage dissolving movies that I think have a bit more impact for me uh, than this one. I like the performances, but yeah, I would go with Blue Valentine if I was going to watch one of these movies uh, oh, again yes. rather than watch this movie. Yes, Blue yeah. Valentine. Then I would put, after that, I would put The Irishman. Uh, while I, I don't think it deserves to be higher up on the list, I don't think it deserves to be lower down just because of the adjustments that Scorsese made in his treatment of female characters. I think it's a subtle commentary on, on the a subtle um, criticism of that kind of male attitude that he celebrated in his earlier films, and now he's kind of condemning it a little bit. We don't have the typical rise and fall and we that we have in most gangster films because it's an internal fall when he realizes in the in the end what he's lost from the choices that he's made specifically in regards to the women in his life and i think that was a really powerful theme to have in a film and really subtly put in though i do agree with you tom it doesn't deserve screenplay because uh it was a bit bloated i appreciated that that was put in there uh after that uh i would have to say 
Oh, I love it, but I'd say Parasite um, because uh, as much as I like it, I do think some of the themes were a bit obvious and uh, um, wasn't as subtle as The Irishman, but I think it's a better film, so I have it higher up than The Irishman. It's also not my favorite South Korean film. I just think a lot of people that don't watch a lot of South Korean films are unfamiliar with how they are. Oh, interesting. So it will be a lot more new and fresh to people that don't watch like 30 to 50 Korean films a year like I do. Um, so, yeah, I do like it, though. Then I would have to say I'm stuck. I have a tie for for... I have two that I would put at the top because I can't decide between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and 1917 because I like them for distinctly different reasons. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think, is a thinking person's film that it's fun to analyze. The more you study about film history and just American history, uh, the more you appreciate, the more you look at his past films, the more it has to read into this film. There's so many layers in that film. Whereas 1917 is a visceral, emotional experience. I didn't need to think about it afterwards, but when I was watching it, there's there I can I can name two films in my lifetime that while I was watching it, uh, I started crying merely because of how beautiful the filmmaking was. Not the story, just the filmmaking was so beautiful that it made me appreciate the 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 life that I've dedicated to this art form. And the the last time that it happened was watching Road to Perdition, which is another Sam Mendes film, which is another one that every single frame of that film is like a painting. Mm-hmm. So for the filmmaking alone, uh, my heart just goes out to that film. And I would be so happy if it won for that reason. But my brain is just drawn to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I can't answer for either one of those. So I'm stuck. But yeah, that's my list. Okay, Aaron, your turn. Okay, mine's mine's a little different. Um, Was there one that you hadn't seen? I've seen all of them. Okay, you have. Uh, so what's at your bottom? My bottom is probably going to go to uh, Ford versus Ferrari also. It's just like, it's it's a Formula film. You know? <laughs> it's a Formula One film. Yeah, it's a Formula <laughs> One film. Uh, it's a good film. I enjoyed watching it, but like, it's just... Uh, <sighs> I said I, I was saying it's like the green book of the nominations yeah. this year for me. Uh, and then I'm this is where I'm the same. I'd probably put uh, I'm actually gonna put a lot lower. Uh, surprisingly, 1917 just because I know that's a little. It's beautiful cinematography and it better win like cinematography. But it's just that I've I don't know if certain times like. When I watch films, like I appreciate it, and it, it is a beautiful film, and I agree with you on that sentiment. But I just the story just wasn't there for me. Can we all agree that Mendes is a shoe in for best director? Oh yeah, yeah, and it better win best cinematography. Yeah. Uh, I just it felt very like slim, like just the skim of for like story and stuff. And I mean, you have to do that with a with a one one shot film. You know, it has to be real time or it won't work um for the most part and and that that's just like kind of stuck with me i needed to go see it again for sure but right now that's where it's ranked uh and then i'm gonna put joker above that um i just i don't know i got a little more out of that just like more emotion out of that whether it's good or bad and then uh i always feel like if i get more emotion out of it i instead of more like story-wise than like meh and i mean it's like when you say like the pool is deep because you haven't been to the ocean. I still haven't seen a lot of films. I haven't seen King of Comedy, so I can't really like compare it to that. So so uh, that's something that I need to watch King of Comedy and compare it to. Uh, and then next I have The Irishman. Um, just eh. it's a it's a solid film. I you know I I I not gonna lie. I watched it in like three sittings because because I I just like it's a long film. I remember like. I watched it at the airport, you know, waiting for my flight, and then I watched it on the plane, and then my plane landed before the movie was even halfway <laughs> over. So, like, I had to drive home, and then I finished it there. So, so just, uh, yeah, it's it's very long. It's very bloated. And then uh, next, I would put, 
uh, Jojo Rabbit. Um, that movie got me. It touched my heart, and it not a lot of movies touched my heart the way it did. Uh, definitely was choking up through a lot of the the film, and um, I I haven't seen Life Is Beautiful either. This is again like you think the pool's deep because you haven't been to the ocean. There's still a lot of films I need to watch. Uh, number four, I'm going to give to, uh, uh, Parasite. Uh, I think Parasite, the more I reflect on it, the more I realize, like, it's a solid, like, it's a, it's an amazing film, but, um, there's just three other movies above it that I think about a lot more, and I've reflected on it a lot more. Um, one, the, which is my number three would be Little Women. I just... Honestly, I lo I love that movie. Uh, and it, it's really hard for me to enjoy period pieces compared to other films, just out of preference. And because like I was so into like like a period piece film, kind of uh, like like Little Women. It just like I still think about it, and I still think about the movie. Um, and it's just the uh, these like simmer simmers in my head with uh, and. Number two goes to my preference of Marriage Story. It's just like, I don't know. It, it's my kind of movie. I really like movies that that are have to deal with like real life situations and relationships. I definitely put Blue Valentine above Marriage Story, but um, I watched. I've already seen Marriage Story twice, and I've just been engulfed in, into that story. And uh, just, uh, I love the music too. Uh, I. I don't know. Did it get nominated for best score? I, um, I hope it at least got nominated because I, I love uh, Randy Newman's score for that film. And it's nominated. It's nominated. Yeah. Um, I don't think it should I win. I think it is. But um, I don't know. I, I just love the overall like real situations and stuff, and it, uh, it's just kind of more like my preference and taste and like like certain kind of films I like. So that's why it's higher. Um, and then. My number one, weirdly enough, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I first saw it, and I really liked it, but it's like, over time, it has gotten so much better. Like, like the more I think about it. I, I went with my girlfriend, and she did not like the film. And she we were talking about it recently, and she's like, you know, I really want to watch that again. I, I really misjudged it. Like, thinking back at it, I really, really, really liked the movie. So it's it's weird. It's one of those it's one of those films for me that the the more time I've spent away from it and thought about it, uh, the more the more I, I like the film. Cool. Not surprisingly, at the bottom of my list is Joker, <laughs> and I've already talked about how much I despise the movie. So we'll move on. <laughs> uh, next up. Irishman at number eight. I just, I'm a Scorsese fan. This is not one of his best. And I just think that it's trying to do too many things and a better script would have allowed it to really sing. But man, it's just so bloated. And, you know, the performances are good, but it's telling that De Niro is not nominated. And he is the quintessential actor of our generation, but he is not nominated. And it's not a bad performance, but it's not a great performance either. It's just kind of there. And that's problematic for me. Uh, next is Ford v. Ferrari. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed this movie, but it is a pleasure just to be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up is Parasite. I really did like this movie. I talked about a little bit earlier about my qualms about the screenplay, although Ryan's ex... Ryan's uh, defense makes me think a little bit more. Um, Marriage Story is uh, number five for me, which is right smack dab in the middle. Um, again, great performances. I thought the script, I've seen this before and better in other places, even going all the way back to Kramer versus Kramer from the late, I haven't seen that late either, 70s. So. Way before your time, dude. Yeah. Probably before Ryan's time, too. We've got a lot of movies <laughs> I still need to watch. Um, I'm going to put Little Women at number four, and I really like this movie. I think it's strong, and my one my one misgiving, the same misgiving about the script, is just the 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 uh, the uh, 
the chronology of the movie, not not following the strict chronology of the book would be confusing to people who are coming to it. But I think it's a great adaptation. Uh, a lot of people talked about how, oh, she made it so modern and contemporary. It's, I think people forget that the same period, Alcott is writing in the same time period as Jane Austen. So you have these women who are kind of trapped by the century in which they're born, but they're still, their sensibilities are more in line with what we would call, you know, a modern point of view or contemporary point of view. Uh, next up, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I really like this movie. I mean, it's, for me, it is such a departure from Quarantino's usual stuff until Act 3 <laughs> with the violence. It's so mild compared to his other films. Oh, yeah. Like. My one criticism is I wish Margot Robbie's character had been a little bit more fully developed. However, comma, that scene in the movie theater is cinemagic. It's just so delightful. And the choice to not reshoot the scenes, Sharon Tate's scenes from that movie, but to actually have Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate reacting to Sharon Tate in the movie, that was golden. So, um, yeah. Uh, 1917, I have number two, and I love this movie, and I realize the script is a waffer thin, but the direction and the editing, and as as a veteran, for me, this is what I wanted Saving Private Ryan to be, and wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And at the top, and I think it's no surprise to anybody, I heart Jojo Rabbit. I, I do, I, I accept Ryan's criticism that other movies have done something similar, this has, I, I enjoy Waititi's playfulness versus what Benini did in Life is Beautiful. There's, for me, there are similarities, but there are also substantial differences. And if you know what the source, the source material he was working with and what he added to it, and just the performances he gets out of these kids, that the main kid, the three, the three central the kids so are... Cute amazing the best kid. the best friend's gonna be in the home alone reboot yeah he's so, so adorable <laughs> he's so but funny I, but i love this i love this movie and have no expectation for it to win uh what i'm gonna do before i post what i'm gonna do before i post uh the podcast is i'm going to average all our scores and come up with if we were one person I, I already know I'm gonna get so much hate for putting 1917 solo and putting the Joker above it, but I just <laughs> I just gotta go with my gut on this, and I just gotta trust like my my emotional reactions to the films, whether it's good, good or bad. I uh, I the reason why I I put Joker a little higher, I think Joker has all the good components to the film too, except. A weak weak script also like about like um it's i don't know i i the score is more memorable the performances are more memorable in joker i love the cinematography in both films i think 1917 definitely has the better cinematography but i i don't know i'm torn i i those two are kind of like you can be switched at any point. Uh, you're fine, man. You gotta, you know, gotta make hard choices. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I, gotta, I gotta go with my gut <laughs> Got, on this. Gotta go with your gut. Okay, so that's what we think of this year's Oscar nominations and who's gonna take home some bling in two Sundays. And we'll be back in two weeks, and you can find out if we were right. Until next time, see you at the movies. <laughs>